0: enemy. And, uh, and I, as, I was, as I've been studying this and, and ministering on it, uh, I just really sense the need for this more than ever uh, to expose the enemy and, and to reveal to our family, our church family, uh, his activity here on this earth. Uh, and he is active, by the way. He's been around for much longer than we have been. And he's, 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 uh, we're, we're going to find out that he's, he's, he kind of knows what he's doing. And so we need to be aware of it, and we can be wise to his activity here on this earth. Amen. And so what I want to do is I want to pick up today uh, in step, uh, step four. I'm thinking of our growth track, <laughs> step four. <laughs> By the way, step four in our growth track is today. And uh, if you... If you've gone through uh, one or two or three, you can jump in here uh, at four. But, uh, and we'll be starting step uh, one in two weeks at the first uh, Sunday of the month. So, uh, but anyway, uh, I, we're going to talk about exposing the enemy, and we're going uh, to continue uh, revealing to us some things about the enemy. And l- let me just say this. I read this, uh, or actually I heard this a, a while back. Uh, that Barna Research had, and I've been saying this throughout this series, if you've been with us, but Barna Research somehow, uh, in their research, have discovered that sixty percent of Christians do not believe in the devil. Sixty percent, and, uh, and and I got to thinking, out of the forty that remain, many people probably not aware of his activity going on in their life. They believe of the devil believe in the devil, but not really aware of how he operates here on this earth. And so my, my quest is to make us aware so that he's not having his way in our life. And, and I really felt like God put this series on my heart to preach for such a time as this. And I, and I believe because there's so many things that he wants to get done through us. And if you're a believer today, uh, I, I believe that more than ever, God is—he is calling. He is calling us to position ourselves to to be used by Him in a powerful way. And uh, and we will not be positioned uh, to be used by God in a powerful way if we're busy sifting through, processing through a bunch of junk that the enemy has uh, created that we have allowed him to create in our life. And, and so we need to put a stop to it. And so that's been my quest in, in just revealing his activity and, and, and put a stop to it. And so uh, Ephesians chapter 5 says this in verse 11. It says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And, and the enemy is darkness. The devil is dark. And we're not to have any uh, activity with him, any, any uh, interaction with him. Rather, we're to expose him. We're not to cooperate with him. We're not to walk with him. We're to walk with God, not with the devil. Hello. Amen. We are to walk with God. And we're called to walk with God. And in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 11 says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are ignorant of his devices. So God tells us that we're not to be ignorant of the devices of the enemy, lest he take advantage of us. And I think he's taking advantage of a lot of people. He really is. And we've got to say no to him more than, I mean, not more than we are. We need to say no to him all the time. And in Revelation 12, 9 says, So the great dragon dragon, was cast out, the serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now notice here it says the great Dragon was cast out. The serpent of old, the serpent of old. Uh, What I'm talking about today is exposing the serpent. It's one and the same. The devil, Satan, the serpent. Lucifer, we've been taking these different names and, and exposing his, uh, his character traits in, according to his name. You know, some, some, like right now, I'm wearing the hat of pastor. And so I'm here pastoring you. But I also wear the hat of poppy. I'm a granddad. And I'm, I'm poppy. And, and, and I, I did that a little earlier. I also wear the hat of husband. And I wear the hat of dad and I, I wear the hat of mentor. I, I, I do. I, I wear the hat of leader. Uh, there's different hats and with those hats come different functions. And so we need to understand that with every hat that the devil has and I, I have some hats and I've been showing you these different hats and with every hat that the devil wears there's a, a different function that uh, we see taking place in his life. We started out with the uh, with talking about Lucifer and what he does to attack our lives and, and to get us into, into his realm. And, and we talked about what Lucifer did. Uh, he, he allowed pride to come into his heart and selfishness. And it was through that pride and selfishness that it caused him to rebel against God and to be cast out of, out of, out of heaven and And so uh, many people may not realize, but the devil was once Lucifer and he was once in heaven, and he was once of one of god's leaders Amen. and and because of pride, he was cast out of heaven, and he and one third of the angels by the way, a leader is an influencer if you're not a, a, you may have the title of leader, but if you're not influencing anybody to follow you're not a you're not a leader a leader is a leader because of his influence. And there was one third of the angels that were cast out of heaven because of his influence. And so we know that uh, Lucifer, the very thing that caused him to be cast out is the very thing that he uses in our life, and that's pride and selfishness. Pride and selfishness, if he can get us into pride and selfishness, then the Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so he loves to get us into pride. The devil does. He loves, to, he loves for us to be selfish. That's why Jesus said, he says, if you're going to follow me, he said, the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and then follow me. The first thing that must take place if, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ is that you've got to be unselfish with your life. It cannot be about you. It has to be about God and others. And a true disciple is not somebody that's born again. A true disciple is somebody that has, has learned the understanding and learned what it means to be unselfish in their life and start living their life, not for themselves, what they want, what they crave, what they desire, what it is that, what they want. But they live, they live for God and they live for others. So we started out and we talked about Lucifer. And we moved on and talked about Satan, and, and we talked about what Satan represents, and then we talked about the devil, and I, I really cannot go back and recap everything. And, and, and so where we are today is we're talking about the serpent. Amen. And the serpent, the character trait of the serpent is he's a deceiver. Amen. And the problem with deception is that you're deceived. When you're deceived, you don't know that you're deceived. (laughs) Else you wouldn't be deceived, right? And he uses deception as he did from the very beginning of time with Eve. He uses deception to deceive people. And he's still at work doing that today. And so we're going to expose the serpent We're going to show that the serpent is out to do something. If you think about a serpent, a serpent is poisonous. And so what is he trying to do? He's trying to poison anything and everything that has to do with God in our life. He's he's out to poison our dreams. He's out to poison our vision. He's out to poison our relationships. He's out to poison everything that has to do with God in our life. That's what he's out to do. A serpent will deceive and poison our life where eventually that poison will take place and eventually kill what it is that it has poisoned. Our finances, our reputation, our character, our marriages, every part of our life. And we need to be aware of him and quit allowing that stuff to take place in our life. And so how does the serpent deceive? How is it that he does that? Well, I want to break this down. I want us to look at it. I do this. I'm, I'm very systematic in the way I teach. I think that way. That's how I think. Uh, so that it helps you to walk away with something that you can take and apply to your life. Because it's not any, any It's not going to do you and I any good if we, if we uh, hear a message and we don't know how to apply it to our life. And so we want to be aware of how he operates so that we can put a stop to him in our life. You would not allow somebody to come into your home and cause problems if you knew it was a problem maker, he or she. You would put a stop to that person and say, you are not allowed here because you're not going to break up my marriage, you're not going to cause problems with my children, you're not going to do that kind of stuff. You would not do that uh, if you're an, an, an employer, you're not going to allow an employee to come in and do that kind of stuff. Nor does God want us to allow that to happen in our lives. And so Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, let's start there. Let's talk about this. It says, now the serpent was more crafty, crafty. And when you're reading this out of the Amplified Bible, it says, now the serpent was more crafty, subtle, skilled in deceit than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent, Satan, said to the woman, can it really be that God has said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Now notice the word crafty. First of all, number one, the first thing I want us to know about the device of the enemy is that he is crafty. He comes in by craftiness. He, he crafts things. He, he special designs things specifically for us in our situation, our circumstance. See, all of us are at different places in our life. He, we, we're all going through different things in our life, and we all have different histories in our life, and, and we see that taking place, and he'll come in, and he'll deceive, and try to get us involved in stuff that isn't really things that God would have us involved in. Amen. And he'll deceive He'll he'll find needs in our life and he'll craft things according to our needs. He'll do that. He'll find he'll find pains in our life, pains that he's actually been instrumental in in creating in our past, and and he knows that we've gone through some particular things, and so he'll come in and he'll craft some things in order to. Draw us into his web, into his deception, so that we cooperate with what he wants and get us off course of where God wants us. So he'll find our pains, he'll find our, he'll find our needs, he'll find our paths, or anything else that he can craft to deceive us. He designs things, he's a crafter, he's, he, he knows how to do that. He, he's thought out, that's what I'm saying. He's thinking about, he's thinking, he has you on your mind, on his mind. He has you on his mind. He really does. He, he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. He's out to be, bring destruction in your life. And that's why God gives us the word. God wants us to be aware of his tactics, aware of his devices, aware of his schemes, the things that he's crafting against you and I. I cannot tell you how many people I minister to and I see decisions that they're making based on some need in their life, based on some past experience in their life, some pain that they've experienced in their past, and they make a a decision based on that versus a decision based on God's word or a decision based on what God is leading them to do. He knows your fears. Let me tell you why. He's the giver of them. It's a spirit of fear. It's a demonic spirit. He comes in and he will will craft some things to make you fearful. Why? He wants you to buy into it or to bite into it. Because if you do bite into it, guess what? He knows he has you. Therefore, he can lead you to where he wants to get you. And that's in a place of destruction. This is better preaching than your amening. And that happens all the time. We all have a need. We all have needs. My, uh, you know, we all have a, a need to be married, for the most part. You know, there's some that may have a gift. Very, I've never met that, anybody, but may have that gift. And, and God says it's not good that man be alone. And many times we go pursue that need. And, and, and let me tell you, the, the devil, if he can get into... And by the way, if we operate in selfishness, that's where he operates... Remember I talked about that? And so he, he will send selfish people into your life that will, will uh, you'll think it's, they're God's gift to you if you're a single person. Am I talking to any single people here? And, and, and you'll think, oh my gosh, they're, they're, they're better than sliced bread, man. I'll tell you, <laughs> awesome. The invention of sliced bread, they're better than that. And and he'll he'll he'll, and then and then guess what happens? You end up marrying them, and when you say I do, you don't know what you said I do too. <laughs> and you wished you said no, when they proposed. I've known so many people that have married somebody that uh, that wasn't a fi- God. They didn't fear God. And let me tell you, when you fear God, you'll do whatever it is that God wants. It isn't about your agenda, it's about God's agenda. That's what the fear of the Lord is. And we all need to be there. We all, I pray that over my life. I wanna, I wanna have the fear of the Lord in my life. And not, I'm not talking about a fear that you're scared of God. A fear is a, a reverence towards God, a wholesome dread of displeasing God. And I've known people, I, I, I'm thinking of somebody specifically that because they got into a relationship, they married somebody. The Bible says to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. In other words, don't go marry somebody that's that's a non-believer. Now, now if you've already done it, you're stuck, okay? You just pray and believe God for them, okay? It's a done deal. So don't go say, wow, that's my out. I can finally divorce this jerk. No, 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 no. You're you're locked in. You're sold out. Okay? Now you got to apply some other scripture to your situation. And we're not going there today. But I'm here to tell you that God knows or the devil knows that that you or the serpent knows who is the same. He he knows. He knows that you have that need. And he'll special craft a situation where you meet somebody. Because he's leading people by the flesh. He influences the flesh. How I many of you understand that? The devil does. He, he, when I talk about the flesh, I'm talking about selfishness. And he'll get into people's lives through selfishness, and he'll lead them where he wants them so that you'll connect. <sighs> Jesus, help me. You better pray for me. Because I'm going to tread some places today, okay? I'm going to tread some places that, uh, that I need to tread. And, uh, and it's important that I tread. Because people are losing. They're losing out on God's best. We need to be connected to the right people. Being connected to the wrong people gets you to the wrong places. God-fearing people, God-honoring, God-glorifying people. I'm not talking about relationships in this series, but I'm just, I mean, in this message, and in this point particularly, I'm just talking about we, He will custom-design something for you. And He'll get you off course so that He can lead you to a place where He wants you. Ephesians chapter six, it says in uh, verse ten through eleven. Again, in the Amplified, it says, "Be strong in the Lord, draw your strength from Him, and be empowered through your union with Him in the power of His boundless might. Put on the full armor of God, for His precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavy, heavily armed soldier." So that you may be able to successfully stand against all the schemes, or we could say all the craftiness, and the strategies, and the deceits of the devil. The armor of God is the word of God being applied to our life. That's what the armor of God is. And the Bible says that we need to be suited with that armor so that we will be able to stand against all of his schemes, all of his devices, so that we could be aware of what he's doing in our life. So that we don't get sucked into his, his craftiness, his special design. Because we all have needs. We all have past, We all have problems. We all have issues. And he's looking for those things so that he can tempt us and get us to where he wants us to be. Do you understand? So first of all, we need to understand that that's what he does. The second thing is that he does it through lies. He crafts things and then he just outright lies to us. And a lie is, is something that is passed as being truth and fact. He'll lie to us, and he, he will try to convince us that that's truth and fact in our life. John chapter 8, verse 40, uh, 44, the Bible says that the devil, for you are the father, the devil... And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks, guess what he speaks? He speaks a lie. He speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. The devil is a liar. When he talks, it's a lie. It's a lie. He's lying all the time. But many times we're listening to him. We're listening to his lies. We're buying into what he's saying. He lies about God. He lies about God's word. He did that from the very beginning to Eve. He did, it to, he, he did it throughout history and he's still doing it today. He's a liar. He's lying to us. He lies about God's values. All of us have values, things that we value, and we conduct our life according to those values. What's different about our values is that not all of our values are God's values. We don't value what God values. And so we need to understand that he disguises truth in fact with lies. And he wants to get us into a into that lie so that uh, the end result is that we would get into sin. Sin is horrible. It's a horrible master. The end result of sin is death. It's just the same way with pride and the same way with selfishness, it's always going to lead us to a place that we don't want to go. It's always going to cause destruction in our lives. That's what he did with Eve. He led Eve through through this lie and she bought into it. And let me tell you something uh, each time, each time we sin, we need to understand that we've bought into deception. Sin, if we're operating in sin, we are deceived to believe that it's not going to hurt us. That it's okay in our life. I'm going to tread some places, like I said, but I think it's needful. There are things that's going on in people's lives that we need to put a stop to. and Because we bought into the lie that, that whatever we're doing, it's not going to hurt us. You're doing some things, probably, potentially, and I'm not talking about in a, in a, in a place of weakness where you fall in, you fell into something and you quickly repented and got out of it. Cause we've all been there and done that, right? you got angry when you shouldn't have gotten angry and you said oh Lord forgive me and you went and repented to whoever and said please forgive me and you got right out of it I'm not talking about that I'm talking about where you're habitually doing something that you know that's that's, that's wrong but you really do not believe that it's going to hurt you else you'd stop doing it the Bible says that the wages of sin is okay we know the scripture right then if we know that the end result of it is death, then why do we continue to do it? Why do we continue to involve ourselves and be active in whatever it is that we're doing and continue to do it in our lives? Give me some illustrations. Lord. Sex outside of marriage. Gossip. Mm -hmm. Sowing discord. Condemnation. Could be. Condemnation. All kinds of different things that we allow into our life that we know is not God. And those things, we just continue to do them and we don't believe that it's going to the end results going to lead to hurt, hurt and pain and harm. That's deception. Whatever it is that you know that you should be doing that you're not doing, it will lead, and, and you don't think there's uh, there's going to be any repercussion from it. Now we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Thank God for that. But there's still the results of sin. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. The wages of sin is death. That, in essence, we, we can't just keep on living like the devil and not expect to have uh, uh, God's blessing on our life. Okay? So I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. Please understand, hear my heart. My heart is to lead us into the, the good things that God has for us. We've got to put a stop to the devil and say, no, I'm not going to be, believe your lies. We're, we're going to stop you from being in, in... And it can happen to any one of us. Again, he's looking at our needs. And, I, and let, me, let me just take it off the sin factor, okay? Because that's... Let me, let me just put it... This can happen in any area. He can just lie to us and we buy into the lie. We have a need in our life. And he tells us, he tells us something. And we gotta decipher whether it's a lie or not. I remember years ago, uh years ago we had several uh things going. Uh our church had gone through a fire and we had to move into this facility and and uh just had some opposition through somebody in our church and caused some people to leave. And, and just, just anyway, it, it caused a bunch of debt in, in, in our church. And, and, uh, and so I, I, I went to work outside of the church, and I was putting in probably anywhere from, uh, probably close to 80 hours a week, uh, just every week. For, and I did that for three years. And, uh, and it, was, it was just a, a tough season in life, very tough. Had a great need, and uh, and so anyhow, uh, there was there was somebody that came here to our church. Uh, we were holding one of our leadership sessions on Saturday when we held it on Saturday, and and he and his wife pulled up in a Jaguar, and and uh, and met Bobby, and, and Bobby introduced me to them, and and uh, he just you know just uh, he, not. Bobby didn't have anything to do with it. He just He's just the one that met him outside and wanted to see what he was wanted, and he wanted to meet me, and so I, I've met him. and began to develop a relationship with this guy, and this guy presented himself as a godly man. He and his wife could speak the word, prayed. We prayed together. Uh, we had meals together. We spent time together, and uh, this guy was a crook, he, he was a business owner, a bis- uh, supposedly a business owner, and he proposed an investment that he wanted me to be involved with. And so, uh, long story short, because I don't have the time, uh, my wife and I uh, took $2,500 of our own, and, and we invested it into uh, supposedly their, their, uh, their business. And when we did, I never heard from him again. It wasn't but a week or two later that the feds called us, said that they had just raided his house in, in Florida, and uh, they were looking for him, and that he had been across the country doing this, uh, disguising himself as a, as, a, as a believer, going into churches and doing this. And I bought into it. I bought into his lie. I'm embarrassed even telling you the story. That was uh, 18 years ago, I think, 15 to 18 years ago. I'm embarrassed to even tell the story. But let me tell you, it could happen to anybody that we buy into his lie, the lie of the devil. Thank God only $2,500 was able to get past that. But I'm here to tell you the devil's a liar and he'll, he'll find any kind of way to try to buy, uh, get us to buy into his trap to get us to a place where he wants to get us. Is this helping anybody? Yes. The Bible says that he can transform into an angel of light. <laughs> he can disguise himself. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the last times some will depart from the truth. How are they going to depart from the truth? Giving heed to deceiving spirits. People will depart from the truth, giving heed to deceiving spirits. How do we give heed to deceiving spirits? We get our focus off God. We get our focus on our need. We get our focus on our pains. We get our focus on whatever it is that we're going through in life, circumstances. And he will craft something, and then he'll lie about, about it. And he, and let me tell you something. we always got to go back to the Word of God. And God will keep us on the, on the path that we need to be in. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12. Beware brethren lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily. While it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness. The deceitfulness. Let me say it again. The deceitfulness of sin. Please. Please. Whatever you're involved in, if you are involved in anything, God's way is always the best way. His his ways, his principles, his values always produce. You know the word works if you work the word. Amen. Let me let me just download this third thought real quick because I need to bring this to a close. The serpent deceives by misleading us. He deceives by misleading. 2 Corinthians 11:3 it says but i am afraid lest uh, that just as eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning his craftiness your minds will somehow be led astray by your sincere and pure devotion to christ one of the things that i discovered about the enemy is that he will he he he, he understands it's many times he's not going to come in, and he's just going to—he's—he's he's not going to expose himself as being the devil. He's just going to—he's going to try to influence us one step at a time, and so he wants to mislead us if he can mislead us and point us in a in a direction that is just a little bit off course from what God has for us. He knows that eventually we're going to be way off course if he can just. Help us to get off course just a little bit. And influence us just a little bit, just enough. I've, I, I minister to people all the time. And here's one of the statements that uh, reoccurs all the time I don't know how I got here. One step at a time is the answer. One step at a time. You and I get to where we get one step at a time. Good or bad, God or not, we get there one step at a time. And if we're going to get to where God wants us to get, then we need to be aware that the enemy is trying to get us off course and mislead us. And he tries to mislead us by influencing us. And if he can influence us through his craftiness or through his lies, then he's, he's going to get us where he wants us. And eventually we're going to experience ugh, the, the life that God never intended for us to have. When he speaks, he always speaks a lie. Always remember. We're being misled by our reasoning, by wrong values, by vows that we've made in our life. We have many of us, well, have you ever said, I never will? That's a vow that you've made. What if God would have you? What if God would have you do the very thing that you said you never will? Well, I'll never marry again. They are men, they're jerks. There's probably a lot of truth in that, but st- But what if God has somebody for you? And what if it's something that God would use for you guys to be able to impact a multitude of people because you're better together than you are apart. Because one can put a 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. Well, you know, I, I just better, I better seize the moment. This is a good person. This is a good person. Yeah, but is this a godly person? Is this who God wants you to be with? Make sure that you're evaluating everything through what God would have you evaluated. Listen, it's just one step at a time. If you're off course, get on course. How do you do that? You just make an adjustment. God, please forgive me. And start stepping towards where you need to go. Just one step at a time. One step at a time. Same way that you got off course, get back on course. And we've all been misled before, haven't we? There's a pastor that I entered in relationship with years ago. Years ago. And, uh, and then, uh, I don't know, it's been five, six years ago, I, I uh, reconnected with him, and, and he, he asked me to be involved with something that he had, uh, was starting and, and doing, and I, I agreed to it. And, uh, and, and the more that I got involved with him... And what he was doing, the more that I felt like I was just being used in a negative way. We're all being used. I mean, that's part of my prayers every day. God, yeah. use me. Yeah. But I, I felt like uh, he it was, it was misleading in the way that he communicated it. That I was there to be uh, something that uh, he was going to leverage for the kingdom of God. But ultimately, I felt like he, I was there to be leveraged for his agenda. And it was misleading. So I disconnected. I just disconnected because it wasn't right. And, and, and the devil will do the same thing. He will mislead you to believe that whatever he's offering you is to be leveraged for the kingdom of God, but it's really to be leveraged for his agenda. Is that making sense? That's what he did the same thing with Eve. He'll do that with us. So we got to be we got to be aware of his devices, the enemy, so that we're not get, being caught up in 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 what he has uh, in store for us. We don't wanna we don't wanna be uh, experiencing that death, that that stealing that takes place, and that destroying. Uh, James one twenty two. I close with these two scriptures. It says, be doers of the word, obey the message, not merely, uh, merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. We betray ourselves. We give in to the enemy. Here's the good news. I close this with this. Luke chapter 10. Thank God, thank God, thank God for the word of God. Amen. It says, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw uh, Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on the serpents, on the devils, on scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by, by any means hurt you. We have authority over the devil. Let's use that authority. Let's stop him. Let's keep him uh, back. Because I'm here to tell you, God has great things for every one of us. Amen. Let, me, let me just say one more thing. God is up to something far more greater than we realize what he's up to. I believe that he's preparing, that there, there's a platform being prepared uh, to do something great here on this earth. I believe that he's in every church. He's trying to get every church positioned to do something great. And we're getting positioned to do something great. We're the body of Christ, you and I. We're the body. We're the ones that God works through. And he wants to continue to work through. And he will work through his body somewhere. And every local body has a mission, has a vision. something that God has given them. This body has been given the heart, the desire to grow a life-giving church to reach the lost, disciple the found, and equip the next generation. That's why we're here. We want to see that happen. And uh, what will keep that from happening? If we, keep, if we open the door for the enemy to come in. We need to stop him so that we can move forward. Amen, amen. and amen. Father, we thank you today. We honor you, sir. Thank you for your